When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano, here to give you another training camp report. Day four, third day of the open practices here from Hallis Hall. So just to paint the scene, and we're going to get right into Bears talk and kind of save the uh, Manscaped ad for a little bit later in the show, but let me just paint the scene, just tell you what it was like there at Hallis Hall. Very similar to the first two open practices where fans were in attendance roughly the same amount of people plenty of open seats in the stands unfortunately um i know matt Nagy actually went over to a section and was wanting you know the fans just to make some noise for the team uh, you know it's just it's just a di- different atmosphere at hallis hall as opposed to in bourbon a where you know you had what seven eight thousand maybe even nine thousand fans there daily and now you're getting roughly, I don't know, 250, maybe 200. And it's a little unfortunate, but hey, the Bears are still practicing regardless of how many people are showing up. But it would be nice to get some some energy, you know, from the fans at times. And that's why Matt Nagy kind of went over to the section. But they make do with what they got, and that's what the Bears were able to do. And just like yesterday's practice, which was the third day, majority of the team, seven on sevens, kind of just happened on that very first field that you see once you go to Hallis Hall so that's where painting the scene a little bit just to kind of tell everybody what's going on so for this podcast I'm going to change it up a little bit format wise not talk about the quarterbacks or defense we're actually going to talk about the Bears running backs and how they were being used today in this practice because it really caught my eye early on I had a bunch of notes about the running backs just throughout the entirety of practice so what I think you saw today and hopefully it continues not only through training camp but the regular season is that the Bears were utilizing their running backs by having them stretch the field vertically a little bit more. So you saw guys like a David Montgomery, a Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert, you know, running those vertical routes, those wheel routes down the sideline. Again, like I said, stretching the field. And one of the best throw and catches on the day happen on one of those types of routes a wheel route it was damian williams running a wheel route down the right sideline against roquan smith one of the better covered linebackers in the nfl and andy dalton drops an absolute dime to him down that right sideline in seven on sevens and 
you know, there's not very many running backs that can run that route and get it completed and be able to separate from Roquan Smith. I think there was a clip that the Bears posted. I don't know. It's probably a good amount of time now, but they had Roquan Smith mic'd up, and he said, like, you can't run that route on me. Damian Williams was able to run that route, create separation, catch the ball, and ultimately score in that 7-on-7 period. But it was nice to see those type of guys, the guy, the three guys that I mentioned. And, of course, you can add Tariq Cohen into the mix once he gets off the pup. But David Montgomery, Damian Williams, rookie Khalil Herbert, running those vertical routes, those wheel routes, and utilizing the running backs in the passing game because all three of those guys plus Tariq Cohen are definitely capable of stretching the field vertically. There was also, and this is in like the install period, the just running routes on air. But I saw Justin Fields hit a nice, uh, had a nice pass to Khalil Herbert uh, in individual drills, just on a vertical route. But just um, seeing that is encouraging. Let's see if it happens and kind of, you know, continues into the regular season and also obviously throughout training camp. Another thing, and I'm not gonna say too much on this. I don't want to honestly get in trouble or anything, but. You saw the Bears and the running backs working some of the Wildcat stuff. And I'll kind of leave it at that. You can use your imagination to kind of see what was going on. But there was running backs. And they were utilizing the Wildcat. Will that be you know used throughout the regular season? I have no idea. But that was also happening for the running backs in day four of practice. All right. I promised that the, the Manscaped app wouldn't come right in the very beginning. It's coming in right now. So, obviously, you guys know the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? I know you know. A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes, as you know, the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty... Why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Guys, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code FANSIDED20. After trimming your pubes, show them some sportsmanship with Manscaped's liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are the key to feeling victorious this year. Manscaped also threw in free gifts to their performance package, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. So, of course, you can go to manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20 to get 20% off and free shipping. So, remember, use the code FANSIDED20, 20% off, free shipping, and you'll be feeling victorious this season. And for people who listen to the Chicago Audible, Will and I, we love Manscaped. And if you use that code FANSIDE20, it just helps us out. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. All right, getting back into football talk and kind of staying with the offense here. We have to talk about the quarterbacks, you guys. And, you know, this was, a, I would say, an interesting practice for me just evaluating these guys because I don't think they necessarily had a bad day or necessarily had a good day. And, you know, I'll just kind of go and stick to stick to what I have in my notes before I just ramble on here about the quarterbacks. But we'll, we'll start with Andy Dalton here. Um, I, like I mentioned earlier in the show, arguably had the best pass of the day, hitting Damian Williams uh, on that, that wheel route against Roquan Smith. But 
what you notice now, fourth day of training camp, third day of being open practice, Andy Dalton has figured out his go-to guy, and this is no surprise. It's Allen Robinson. I feel like any quarterback that has worked with Allen Robinson knows that's a safety blanket. That's a secured first down. That's a reception, whatever it may be. You could definitely tell that Andy Dalton has already built that rapport, that chemistry, and that trust ultimately with Allen Robinson. He um, connected with Robinson at, uh, on a play where Artie Burns was in coverage uh, in the middle of the field. In team drills, Dalton connected with Robinson again. Marquis Christian was in coverage. So it didn't really matter because Allen Robinson and they, the Bears have been kind of putting him all over the place, which to be expected too. But Dalton trusts Allen Robinson, and that's really not the a huge surprise because any quarterback that gets an Allen Robinson you're going to want to utilize him whenever you can so that was um you know obviously it's nice to see that happening right now also just on like some of the situational stuff that the Bears had the offense defense kind of running in team drills there was a third down in seven on seven you could hear coach Nagy saying third down third down third down and six Dalton was able to find a Javon Wims for a first down just to kind of convert the chains, keep the offense going. And because I mentioned Javon Wims, he did go down with, and I don't want to speculate, a lower leg injury, um, looked like an ankle, but he did walk off under his own power and into uh, Hallis Hall there. I don't, I don't know if Matt Nagy has talked about any updates with that, but Javon Wims did uh, go down there. And then arguably the biggest play of practice happened it happened with Andy Dalton but it was an interception by as Will said earlier during you know when I was covering training camp my guy Deion Bush so what Andy Dalton's trying to force a pass into Cole Komet who was in the end zone back left corner but Deion Bush jumps the route gets an interception and then the turnover bucket comes out and so if you guys didn't hear Matt Nagy's press conference this morning, kind of revealed what this is. So basically, if anybody's played football, you know those hampers that you have? They're usually, I don't know, ours, I think at Waukegan were blue, but they're, they're a hamper with the wheels and stuff, and you throw your dirty laundry in there. Essentially, that's where the defenders throw the ball. Whether they picked it off or recovered it, they put it in this blue hamper, and that's kind of their thing. You know, Miami has, what, the turnover chain. They just have the, I guess, turnover bucket. I think that's what they're calling it. So that was put right into there, and Sean Desai went over there and got that turnover bucket, and, you know, that was the biggest play. But it was an interception. Andy Dalton knew it, too. Just a real, I think it was a really good play by Deion Bush. And, I don't know, I think for, what, the past four years, like, Deion Bush has made plays in training camp preseason we just got to see it kind of translate to the regular season so he can you know get more playing time but that was the biggest play an interception from Andy Dalton now transitioning to Justin Fields who I I think you're you're seeing really early on man this guy loves to throw to the tight ends and I think that's something Obviously, this Bears offense has been wanting to get from their quarterbacks, utilizing more of the tight ends, and obviously, you know, investing in a guy like Cole Komet and still having, a, you know, players like Jimmy Graham here. You want to see that. He had a really nice pass over the middle of the field. It was a it was a situational third down 
type of uh, play to Jesse James. And that's a guy that's been stepping up as well and just getting more playing time, more reps. But I think Justin Fields and Jesse James, there's something there. And we all know Jake Butt retired earlier this week. So maybe, it, obviously, that I think that opens up a spot for a guy like Jesse James who has made plays and made plays down the middle of the field that intermediate to deep kind of range. And Justin Fields has been the guy targeting him. So that has been good to see. Also, a guy like J.P. Holtz, who most people know and what we've seen is more of a blocking tight end, I think he's just gotten a little bit more reps as a pass catcher. I don't know if that's good. Don't know if that's bad, but it's been happening. So, and Justin Fields has been targeting him. He also hit Cole Komet, which I thought, hey, this is what we want to see. He hit Cole Komet in stride going towards the left sideline. Komet didn't have to stop. What ball was perfectly placed. It was kind of on a crossing route and gets a first down. And, you know, that's something that maybe you just didn't see as often or as much as you wanted to, but. Justin Fields utilizing his tight ends when whenever possible. He also had and it was so this was really interesting to me. I was noting that number 17, Chris Lacey, wide receiver, I thought he was having a good practice right in the very beginning. Individuals just running routes, and Justin Fields just happened to be matched up with him in, in the drills. So he's throwing passes to Chris Lacey. I'm like, okay, that can be something. That could have been further from the truth because it just seemed like they were off. In terms, uh, in seven on sevens and team drills, there was a couple of missed um, just opportunities there where just either Justin Fields was off with a throw or Chris, Chris Lacey maybe was in the right spot or maybe it was a mixture of both. But there was back to back plays when Justin Fields targeted Chris Lacey, just couldn't connect. Um, and that, and then he also had, I have in my notes here, there was a ball that was tipped from, you know, just a defensive lineman when Justin Fields was throwing the pass. But let me preface this all too still the starting tackles were not there at practice so you were relying on what Lachavius Simmons and Elijah Wilkinson to be the guys and towards the team periods in practice that defense was getting after the offense where Andy Dalton's rolling out Cleo Max in his face and things happen you know just disrupting plays and I'll get to the defense in a second here because I need to mention just Nick Foles real quick um, I think when you when you talk about a guy like Nick Foles, who's obviously been a Super Bowl MVP and has as much experience as he does, he does stand out when he's repping with the third stringers. Like the third, I have I haven't seen a third string offense look as efficient as that probably ever. And Nick Foles is really you know just taking whatever opportunities he can get and getting the most out of those guys and making those guys that are looking to make the roster better. And he was also just with individual drills, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, you know, all the position groups uh, are to with their position coaches. Nick Foles was just, he had the last reps because he's a third stringer, but he was just working on his no-look passes and he had a blue visor. I tweeted out Andy Dalton had his orange, dark, like blood orange visor. And I think Justin Fields was just rocking a, a clear visor. He needs to add some color to that, just in my opinion. Um, but Nick Foles is just working on his no-look passes. And you, you always see Patrick Mahomes, and they are, there's always highlights of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, Nick Foles, and I feel like almost all these quarterbacks can throw these no-look passes. You just don't see it as often. And, you know, just to end out the individual period, Nick Foles was just throwing some passes, intermediate, or short, intermediate, and kind of a deep pass, just no-look. So kind of cool to see. All right, 
that really wraps it up for the offense. I, I know I didn't really mention many wide receivers. Obviously, I talked about Allen Robinson. Javon Wims kind of went down with that injury. I think you're, you're seeing a, still a continuation of what I saw the first three days that Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, are just being heavily utilized in this offense. Those are guys that, with the speed, and Darnell Mooney talked about it yesterday in his press conference, that he could look to them and see you know, someone that's a similar type of player. So they're, heavy, they're still being heavily utilized, but didn't mention too much here today. So with that, we'll transition to the defensive side of the ball, where the defense, honestly, if you listened to the podcast yesterday, the defense was dominant. They, they came to play again today, too. It really, it, where it kind of mattered most in the team period, there's there's notes that I have where it's like, Khalil Mack, Mack again. Is anybody going to block this guy? So uh, just making consecutive plays, and it's a lot for Lachavius Simmons to handle, an all-pro, one of the best defensive players in football. But like I said in the last podcast, probably before that, the Bears need to get their starting tackles. And even then, it might not be enough to, to stop what, you know, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, what some of these edge rushers and just front seven guys are doing. But there was a, a peer, there was a section in the team drills where Khalil Mack was just blowing up plays. And the offense really couldn't do anything about it. Um, in terms of the, that front seven from the Bears defense, saw plays made by Bilal Nichols, Mario Edwards, Travis Gibson. And actually going back to Edwards real quick, it was, I don't, I don't know if it was awkward, but it's training camp where Edwards, it looked like it was Edwards and Juan Castillo were just, get, they got into a huge shouting match. Something happened on one of the plays where Juan Castillo was not happy about it. And then you see 97 Mario Edwards, John back at Juan Castillo, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. And like I said, I don't know exactly what happened, but I remember just like listening to it. And it's pretty close. You could definitely hear every word that's said. I'm not gonna, and I can't repeat them. Definitely can't repeat those words. But I remember just turning uh, to my right, and Kevin Fishbane. He's a little, you know, down the way, and I was just like, oh. And then, you know, it just obviously they everyone goes back to doing what they do. I think Matt Nagy kind of talked to Mario Edwards uh, just to calm things down a little bit. But you can hear guys like Josh Woods, like I mentioned in the last podcast always talking um was saying just wait just wait till the pads come on wait till the pads come on then we can settle things and honestly that's what that's where everything's going to start to really we're going to see what uh you know the offense really looks like how the defense is really looking like and, and things are really going to come together but yeah that was uh it's training camp you're going to get you're going to get those shouting matches you're maybe you're going to get some fights but that was i think the first really big one that, that kind of happened between Juan Castillo and saw something that happened on a play and Mario Edwards. And I think there was one other defensive player that was also in there, but I, it was Edwards that was talked to after. Not like in, in trouble or anything, but just to kind of talk things out. All right, moving on to the Bears secondary and just looking at my notes here. If you're looking at, if you're still wondering, hey, who's getting the the first team reps opposite of Jalen Johnson? It's Kendall Vildor and it's Desmond Trufant. So those guys, it depends on the drill. It depends, it, it, honestly, depending on the drill, one of those guys will go in, one of those guys will go out, and some guy will be getting the first team, another guy will get, be getting the first team reps. It's The Bears, like I said in the last podcast, are still figuring that out. I even saw Artie Burns getting first team reps alongside Jalen Johnson. So 
like I said, interchangeability. And depending on the drill, is that's how you're kind of determining what, you know, what DB, what cornerback is getting those first team reps. Um, speaking of Artie Burns, what you kind of saw both ends of the spectrum from him. I saw, well, look, he's going against Allen Robinson. He was beat by Allen Robinson in the middle of the field. That's going to happen. But he also made a nice play in a deep ball and knocked it out of Chris Lacey's hands, and defense got amped up at that. And there is some, I don't know what to call this, but it newness, I guess, and that's not even the best word, but the nickel cornerback position is also something where the Bears are trying to figure out who's going to be that guy. Coming into this camp, I thought Duke Shelley was going to be a front runner, and I think for a little bit he was, but a new player has entered the mix. Not Kendall Vildor, not uh, Thomas Graham Jr. It's Marquis Christian. He's been getting reps with the ones at the... So it's either the Bears are thinking this like just a traditional nickel or this big nickel where you kind of have the three safeties because that's when Marquis Christian, you know, has played. But yeah, kind of, he's been getting a lot of those first team reps and Duke Shelley has been running with the twos. And, you know, I think, again, almost similar to the Desmond Trufant, Kendall Vildor kind of situation. But I think Marquis Christian, just from today's practice, and, you know, I think I I, I may have mentioned that on yesterday's um, podcast, but Marquis Christian has been definitely getting the the reps with the one. So we'll have to see how that kind of plays out for this nickel cornerback position. Also, another guy that got some first-team reps, and I don't know if this is due to is Christian Jones and I don't know if that's due to Danny Trevathan getting a breather or what or what it may be but yeah I saw Christian Jones alongside Roquan Smith and look he looked comfortable out there and he made some plays he was able to bat down a pass I think from Justin Fields he doesn't look out of place definitely a guy that's obviously had some years in the league now and second stint now with the Chicago Bears so he got some reps with the ones that I saw but that really, I think, is a big takeaways. There's actually, um, there was a play, t- going back to that turnover bucket, it was on seven on sevens, and it was Tease Tabor. Let me see, just checking the roster here. Um, Tease Tabor, yeah, who was able to cause a, a fumble on on one of the, the receivers after he had caught the ball, and... You know, Tabor picks up the ball, is running, and that's again the the turnover bucket comes out. But then you also hear Mike Fury kind of yelling out to the defense, like the ball was out of bounds, the ball was out of bounds. So just saw some guys really. I think that defense just kind of still staying animated, like they were yesterday, and being just rallied up to see those turnovers happen. And there weren't, there honestly wasn't too many turnovers. Like I said, Deion Bush and that fumble, but. When they are made, the defense definitely lets you know about it. That's in, in as they should, as they should. And then just one last note here from from day four of training camp, Cairo Santos, who usually they have him kick before the team goes into a team period, eleven on eleven, eight of eight on his field goals, building off that nine and nine performance from yesterday. And I know on yesterday's podcast. I said I didn't know if one of the field goals went in just from my vantage point. Couldn't really tell, but I know it was, I believe it was Brad Biggs who tweeted out either today or yesterday that Cairo Santos went 9 for 9. So I just wanted to make sure and clarify that he still remained perfect, which is obviously great to see. 
from Cairo Santos. And you can hear some of the players just yelling out, come on, Cairo, come on. Like, they're trying to, you know, get in his head, and as they should, like, just to get him off his mark, try to make him as uncomfortable as possible, and seeing that he can handle the pressure of just his own teammates and make those field goals. All right, well... That was really the the main takeaways from, you know, from day four of Bears training camp. And luckily, and I, I'm going to say this because it, it's so true, like the Bears are off tomorrow and I'm actually thankful for it. These are long, long days. I get there to get get to the parking parking lot at Hallis Hall. You have to get there before 7.15. Practice doesn't start till 9. The press conferences start at 8.30 before practice. Obviously, you're watching throughout practice. I can't. I don't. I don't know if you can tell, but and with this lighting that I have, it's terribly set up. Like I'm getting the tan out here, so it's just long days, long days, and going and publishing the podcast. But the the Bears are off tomorrow, and I believe on Monday the pads finally come on. So that is where and Bill Lazor talked about this yesterday in his press conference. That's where you're going to see when things are really going to start to happen and see how, you know, these this offense, defense really are coming together when the pads are on and hopefully, hopefully the Bears tackles are, the Bears offensive tackles are somewhat healthy to play in practice because we need to see what this offense looks like with them in the lineup. And then you have Tuesday, the Family Fest Day at Soldier Field. I do plan on being there. Let me know if you're going to be there. I think we're, they'll have the media in the stands and say hi or whatever but yeah that's kind of what happened on day four of bears training camp thank you actually you know what i don't know if anybody has any questions let me just check the the chat here anywhere to win uh cliff i wish i knew i think what matt Nagy was saying about when the starting tackles could show up is when the pads come on especially with or that's more so for tevin jenkins that's what they were kind of saving him for he's still dealing with that back injury but that's what Matt Nagy was talking about, wanting to get Tevin Jenkins ready for when the Bears put on the pads. So uh, hopefully that is Monday. Hopefully he is able to recover over the weekend and be ready for the first day of pads. Um, but again, you have to wait and see how that all plays out. But I don't really see any more questions in the chat. So just want to thank everybody who has followed me for for the bears coverage throughout this first week of bears training camp it's about to come to an end here on saturday because like i said the bears are off tomorrow but continue to follow myself at nicholas moriano and the chicago audible on twitter and monday is scheduled will should also be in attendance so he gets to go on a very you know gets to go on a great first day of training camp when the pads get to come on so we'll have double coverage knocking that out and you know just providing uh, just great coverage for you guys to stay up to date with this team. But like I said, keep following us throughout the now the remaining of training camp and of course the regular season where we'll still be credentialed and be able to get that access that we've never had before. So really cool to see. I'm going to head out, but you guys enjoy the weekend. If you're a Cubs fan, hang in there. But I like the sock, so let's keep it going. All right, guys. I like I said from last time or the first podcast I did. It kind of cut out at a weird time, so I'm going to sit here in silence again. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.